I don't know if it's just a man thing, but I'm sure we all know someone who thinks they know where they're going and how to get there, only to find themselves totally lost. If only they had listened to others, if only they would humble themselves, then all would be okay. These smiling faces there. And we all know who shouts the loudest wins the argument. They may not be right, but to keep the peace, we allow them. We all believe we know best. The book of Numbers and the history of the people of Israel prove this. And you can see why, in retrospect, why Jesus had to come to earth and demonstrate humility, compassion, wisdom, and love. While this book, known in English as Numbers, as I said earlier, the more accurate translation is in the wilderness. In fact, the whole story of Numbers takes place within the wilderness. Now, while the main story may seem to be 38 years the tribes of Israel wandered there, but the story of Numbers goes much further and deeper. From the standpoint of a loving, sovereign God, for whom nothing is ever wasted, the 40 years God's people spent wandering between Egypt and Canaan was a time of spiritual formation. I personally believe the two years of COVID shutdown was a time of spiritual formation for the church. Some fell away, while others grew. We sing the song Waymaker, and the words, even when I don't see you are working, you're still working. God is always at work. During the Israelites' years of slaves in Egypt, God was fulfilling part of his promise to Abraham. Israel, the nation, began with Abraham's promise, Abraham's promised seed, Isaac, and grew from a mere 70 people to over 600,000 men, not to mention women and children. Now was the time for God's people, people to enter and possess the promised land. But while they remained in Egypt, passivity had become a way of life for the Israelites. In their 430 years of slavery, generation upon generation of God's people had learned from their parents and taught their children to survive by acting as the Egyptians instructed them. They learned to live passive lives. Are we any different? Do we remain passive and allow more dominant people to lead us? As Rod said last week, we are like the Israelites, passive, rumbling, and ungrateful. The Exodus brought the Israelites freedom, for which they first embraced wholeheartedly. Like many new believers, the newly freed slaves met everything God did with approval and compliance. But freedom brings responsibility. When they began to encounter difficulties in their wilderness journey, the Israelites discovered that they preferred 
the relative comforts of obeying the Egyptians in slavery. They preferred that to the hardships of following God in freedom. So they began to rebel. Sound familiar? Do we know people who've returned to their old ways when difficulties arose? People who have forgotten their first love? People who did not get their own way, so gave up? Sadly, I have lost many friends since taking on this role as minister-pastor because people cannot humble themselves before God. They believe they are right. God's people are always formed through training. They are not born that way. For the seed to form a nation and grow into the people of God, the Israelites needed a time of testing and struggle. You see, spiritual formation is a transforming progress that takes place and it takes believers from a responsive lifestyle to a more responsible, creative style of life. Within such a journey, we are brought into deeper faith and knowledge of God. Why do you think we promote home groups, Bible studies together? That helps to water the seed that is within us. That helps us with spiritual food to nourish us and keep us strong and healthy when trials begin. And they will. Especially when you expect it least, as you will see in the next Stone Edge Trader, and my editorial will tell you. The book of Numbers tells the story of how God prepared a people who had been slaves for more than 400 years for the freedom he had always intended for them. The book's truest, deepest story is that of transformation. Through a journey into the wilderness by the hands of God, a passive people of small vision and little faith into a powerful, faithful, visionary people ready to claim the promised land. The spiritual formation process was necessary, but it requires the presence of God. When the Israelites were rescued by God, they did not know him personally. The journey to freedom would challenge them. The deepening awareness of God's presence was so key. So God led them into a desert by means of a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night until the people could build a tabernacle for God's dwelling place. Now God could dwell among his people and yet protect them from the overwhelming sight of his glory. The tabernacle and later the temple remain God's means for dwelling among his people until God came in the form of Jesus and later by means of the Holy Spirit. God continues to live among his people today. God is, after all, Emmanuel, God with us. God is concerned for each believer experience to be personal 
and transformation and maturity. Spiritual formation begins with the willingness of everyone to submit to God as master and progresses as he or she develops a personal, personal relationship with God alone. In Numbers, God's conversations with Moses, Aaron, and Miriam demonstrate his special concern for relationship as a vital part of spiritual formation. Now, spiritual formation is both an individual and group process. There is a reciprocal need in the spiritual formation process for community. Community where believers receive support for their own spiritual growth and are held accountable as each person within a community becomes mature, a healthier community becomes in numbers God took the entire community of his people through a time of spiritual formation this spiritual formation process requires time spent in the wilderness and the wilderness is a dangerous and difficult place it is in the wilderness that we are most aware of our need for God and his, for his provision and protection. You see, when we are open to God, then we can best hear his voice. The wilderness is also quiet, desolate, and lonely. We can hear more easily there. Thus the wilderness is God's special meeting place and training place for his people. The story of Numbers takes place entirely in the wilderness. Now, I have got lost in the wilderness only for about 40 minutes in the heat of the day. So believe me when I say it is desolate, quiet, and lonely, certainly a time to call out to God. Or more modern translations, pick up your mobile phone. To gain spiritual formation, it requires mature spiritual guides to lead us through the obstacles. God himself is the perfect spiritual guide. Yet God provides and prepares us with visible guides to show us the way. A good spiritual guide is a person of deep faith and integrity who already has traveled the road and knows it well. Moses was God's choice, a spiritual guide for the Israelites. As I've said before, Moses was trained in the secular world for 40 years and then disciplined for another 40 years in the wilderness. He entered the wilderness with a sense of entitlement. Once Moses was there, his character was transformed as he realized how truly small he was. It says, Moses became very humble, more than anyone else on the face of the earth. When Moses was finally commissioned, by the Lord to lead his people out of bondage. 
This knowledge was no longer dependent on the power of his flesh or the knowledge of the world, but upon the guidance and power of God. He would serve as leader in the wilderness for another 40 years. Spiritual formation requires structure and order. In addition, it also requires discipline. Exodus tells us how God began creating order for his newly freed people as soon as they entered into the wilderness. In Leviticus, next week with Roy, and Numbers, God provided additional directions for organizing the people. The military census recorded in Numbers was part of God's ordering of the people. The new nation needed warriors to defend it. But the army would also provide training and discipline for the warriors. Moreover, God directed that the census be taken tribe by tribe. In this way, God established a representative structure to govern the new nation. So important was the order of formation of his people that God himself dealt with those who challenged the leadership of Moses and Aaron. And God did this to maintain the community order. So what is spiritual formation? What does it include? What does it mean? See, in the presence of God, a willingness to be part of the individual himself or herself is to bind themselves to God as master, to submit to God. This community by which we receive support from each other and God, while we're all accountable for each other at the same time. For Baptist ministry, you study for three years. And afterwards, another three years, you are under a spiritual formation where you spend time of study, reading, mentoring, and discipling. Where if you pass, you become a fully accredited minister. But then the training continues each week and every week. But you will be pleased to know that when you become a Christian, the formation expected of you is the, is the development of an inward character, which happens both naturally and supernaturally. You learn to respond with love, with joy, with peace, with patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is the goal of spiritual formation. To achieve this goal can only be through practice and repetition. So these disciplines include silence, seeking guidance, seeking heavenly things, learning to hear the voice of God, knowing God, depending on God, obedience to God, and holiness in thoughts and words. We all find that easy, don't we? No. 
You see, each of these is a spiritual discipline. And it is through these which must become our new habit to combat our ingrained worldly minds. This is the process we see in the book of Numbers. God wanted the Israelites to leave their habits of slavery behind and attain holy habits with which to enter their new lives. Like the church today, many of these Israelites were led out of slavery into the desert only to fail, not to receive what God wanted them, but for those who conquered their old habits. God richly rewarded and blessed them. So in closing, what happened to the driver who got totally lost driving through the fog and darkness from Cheddar back to Salisbury? He ended up outside the front door of Longley House. Goodness knows how, and I'm just so grateful it wasn't in front of the lion's enclosure. The story of numbers. It's a powerful and story, powerful and relevant story for Christians today. God is revealing that he longs for each of his followers to live powerful, joyful, fruitful lives. Our acceptance of Christ our agreement to become his people is only the beginning of a wilderness story each of us will take in order that God may transform us from unwitting slaves to comfort and followers given over to God. Followers ready to embrace the freedom and rewards such obedience brings. We now can read numbers from the, spec from the perspective of spiritual formation. It is no longer in ancient history, but the living word of God presented to God's people throughout the ages. So my challenge to you, when I mentioned the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, patience, self-control, kindness, which one do you struggle with the most? Which one do you find hard? God wants you to overcome that difficulty. He wants us all to be full of joy. So for a moment of silence, bring God your difficult part that needs his help. Bring it before him and ask him to help you. Amen.